Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina UNC football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, and as always, I'm joined by the Don Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. Just want to give a birthday shout out to Oprah Winfrey. Today's her birthday. We're recording this on uh, recording this on Wednesday for those who, just in case you want to send her birthday wishes. If you hear this on Thursday or Friday, and you tweet at her, it's going to be um, late. So make sure it's belated birthday, Oprah. Golly. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, good. Riding a UNC basketball two game win streak, so it's been a little better on that front. And, uh, you know, my whole week just kind of culminates with Wednesday mornings with you. That's that's the way that you would want it, correct? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, dive right in. We actually have a pretty big show. We were going over what we're going to talk about. And you Ross remember- actually did work last night, so he came up with all these ideas. So we have like a packed show because of that. <laughs> You're worried we're going to have too much stuff. So, all right, to lay it out... Um, we are going to start with talking about the 2020 final 24-7 sports rankings. Those were released on Tuesday afternoon. The final top 24-7 have been released, so those are set in stone. We'll go over those, see who moved up, who moved down, and, and get Don's thoughts on those 2020 class. We're going to talk about Power Eccles' commitment, the 2021 linebacker out of Charlotte committing to UNC on Saturday afternoon. Uh, during the junior day we're going to talk about that junior day and any other movement with that class uh, how it went any takes from don on that big recruiting day and then we're going to get a little bit more in the 2021 class with don's thoughts on maybe who could pop next and how this kind of the momentum of this class could work with the group think associated with the in-state prospects in the 2021 class and we'll close with the top five which is going to be the top five serials the much anticipated Top five serial, top five. Uh, anything to add, Don? No, I'm just, um, I'm excited to kind of dive into this because there's, there's a lot. And I'm just, I'm happy that Ross planned this great show out for, for us and for the listeners because I think everybody's going to going to really appreciate the, the, the planning that Ross has done. There you go. I was I met with uh, the powers that be with Inside Carolina. They said we have a very fun podcast. Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. All right. Final 24-7 sports rankings. You wrote a little article. Just tell us what happened there. For those who don't know, who moved up? Who were the big jumps? Who moved down? And your thoughts on kind of the just the, the top 247 with UNC's 2020 class. That, that is now final. Yeah. So uh, the three that moved up, and I think that's the most noteworthy, um, are um, Josh Downs. And we spoke about him a bunch in prior podcasts mostly because of his performance at the the All-American Bowl where he had, I think, like nine catches for, I think it was like 120 yards, something like that. Um, and But also Cedric Gray and um, Caden Baker also added a, uh, a four-star. Uh, Downs also added a four-star in that moving up. So um, really kind of surprising with those guys. There were some other you know, slight movements here and there. Um, Connolly moved up slightly, which, which I thought was good. Uh, Murphy, I think uh, Miles Murphy moved down a little bit. Uh, Des Evans moved down a little bit. Uh, but really, I guess the the thing that stuck out was was the three that moved up. I know that you don't watch this too much, but did you have any thoughts on what you saw? Yeah, I mean, well, one thing I, I noticed is kind of the guys that you really liked moved up, which shows me the influence Don has with the national <laughs> rankings. I, I will I will say so. They emailed me and asked about my my thoughts on what guys should move up 
the one guy, the only thing I, I, I guess, sent in was uh, Jaquarius Conley. I said I felt like he needed to move up. I was kind of waiting. Oh, I was, I guess, pushing for this for a while, but I was waiting to put my full case together for after the All-Star games because that provided an opportunity for the evaluators to truly see him. Because one of the, I guess, hard things to evaluate Connolly was the fact that he plays in the middle of nowhere. He didn't go to any of the showcase camps, didn't go to any college camps whatsoever. And so it's it's difficult to really appreciate just you know his build and his size and his athleticism unless you actually see it in person. So I knew that the the All-Stars, the Shrine Bowl, and then then ultimately he got added to the the All-American Bowl would be um, great um, showcases for him. So that that was the only thing that I pushed. Uh, I have been high on Cedric Gray. Uh, I even with that, I was surprised to see him be a four star. And I was actually talking to Charles Power, who was the one that that kind of pushed for this move after seeing his senior film. And when I was talking to him, I said, you know, I really liked him, and I felt like he should be ranked higher. But I felt like I didn't have a case, like I didn't know what to say. You know, yes, he ha- he's athletic. Yes, is this and that. You know, and then well, this. Let's go this, back real quick. Let's, let's stay on Conley for a second, and we'll get into Gray. So, I mean, Conley okay. moved up. This is a twenty four seven sports ranking, not the composite ranking. He moved up to the top one hundred. He's a Conley is the number ninety four overall prospect. So, a pretty big jump. Is that correct? Was that a pretty significant jump for him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was a solid jump, and I'm happy with the jump. I mean, that's up there now with Des Evans, correct? In terms of rankings. Yes. Yes. So if I had it up, um, I, have it, I have it up. Let me. Yes. So he is one. So he's Des Evans is 92 in the top two four seven, and Connolly yeah. is 94. Yeah. So those are your two top guys now, in terms of the 24 seven sports ranking, which is a lot different because the composite Des Evans is a lot higher. But uh, Conley gets his four-star for – he already has four-star. Okay, now let's move on to Cedric Gray. Your thoughts on him? I mean, he was a pretty low-ranked guy overall, and and now he gets a four-star for 24-7 sports, um, and he is an early enrollee. Thoughts on him? I know you had liked him. I actually watched his tape for the first time back, I think, around signing day, and, and I really liked his athleticism as well. Yeah, I think the thing with him is that up until his senior season, he focused – purely on wide receiver. And and I think even to this day, because I just answered a question on the S. Don thread, people are still having a difficult time wrapping their head around converting a wide receiver to linebacker. But the thing with him is he that was what his high school team needed at the time was for him to play wide receiver. Uh, but he's an unbelievable athlete. Obviously, he's super raw, super raw at linebacker. He played a little bit of linebacker at the Shrine Bowl uh, and played... Um, more of a linebacker role for um, his high school uh, this past season. But, uh, you know, Charles Powers gave a lot of um, really good quotes about what he saw from him. So we ran, we ran the story. It was free. I know a lot of the stuff that I post is premium. So if you aren't a premium subscriber, you can also check this out too. Um, If you aren't a premium subscriber, you should be. Um, but uh, definitely look at what uh, Charles Powers said with his quote. I, th- I think he kind of sums it up really nicely. And, um, you know, I agree with everything he said. Sounds like you and Charles Power have been talking a lot. We we actually have not. That was the first phone conversation Charles Power and I have ever had, believe it or not. Yeah, we the, we email frequently, though, and I see him at events. That quote is in the, the free article. Correct. That we posted yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay, cool. So yeah, Cedric Gray is ranked number two six four in the twenty four seven sports rankings, but he's still way outside from getting a four star for the composite rankings. He's ranked six four three in the composite rankings. So a big discrepancy between those two rankings, but a four star for twenty four seven sports. Yep. Okay. Another uh one of Don's man crushes, Caden Baker, the um basketball player turned offensive tackle from Fort Myers. He moved into, as I pull it up, he moved uh, to number 303 for 24-7 sports and gained his four-star with 24-7 sports. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, as you mentioned, I mean, he's probably my biggest man crush of the year. He is Don's he man crush of the year. Yeah, so. <laughs> there you go. And he's not even 18. <laughs> you always have to make this sound dirty and um, creepy. 
But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've anybody who's been listening to this podcast has heard me go on and on about why why I have such a huge crush on this on this kid. Um, but I think he I think he's going to be a great player for North Carolina. I really do. And you know, this is another thing where, where Charles Powers really summed it up really nicely in in the quote that he gave me. That's in that same story. Um, you know, just the fact that the kid really hasn't focused truly on on um, football until this past season. And when he transferred to Fort Myers High School, which is he played at a small private school prior to that, and he mostly focused on basketball. But because of that basketball background, he's super nimble, um, great coordination, even though he's a, a large human being. There are clips on Twitter. I've tweeted out a couple of them uh, from his basketball games. Unbelievable how well he moves for his size. And then you transfer that to the offensive line position and it just it's absolutely to me it's it's absolutely mind-blowing and, and i just think he's going to be an unbelievable offensive lineman for north carolina god hyping him up early i okay. hate to i really hate to do that because it's so easy for me to be wrong so many things could easily happen you know he can get some sort of injury you know or just gets homesick or because i mean obviously he's coming from florida so many things could could, could go wrong but i mean i think that if everything stays on track He's he's at at the very least an, an all ACC guy. Jeez, as long as he doesn't get homesick, the odds Homes- of that happen. Homesick injury, you know, you know. There's lots well, of things. Okay, good. So anybody have a big drop? You said Miles Murphy a little bit. You said Clyde Pender didn't maybe didn't go up as much. Actually, this is probably from the boards. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know all the numbers off the top of my head. Okay. I yeah. um I I look at this stuff. So, just looking at the, these are notes from Ben. So it looks like Murphy went down. This is his. I think his his actual rating. That number that yeah. is next to uh, you know, the number that that's actually probably more important. He's an he went down to a ninety three from a ninety four, which had him drop fifty one spots. So that's significant, but from from what I was hearing is he didn't look as dominating as they had hoped in a lot of the practices for the the Under Armour All American game, um, and he didn't go to the Shrine Bowl, so so that wasn't super surprising to me. Um, and I, I do think he has a lot of work. I think he has a lot of um, he needs to trim down, and that was something that that they were working mm-hmm. on at Dudley High School, uh, and and his I don't want to say his work ethic. I think his focus. Need, has needed to be kind of adjusted. And that's another thing that Dudley High School was kind of putting on track. I think he needs to continue that in high school. He's not a kid that, that you say, okay, he's definitely 100% focused on football. So um, definitely want to kind of see that yeah. change in college. Do you need to trim down, do you think? I do. I do. I need to get my doctor. <laughs> my doctor says I need to be under 200 pounds. And for the life oh. of me, for the life of me, I'm 215. And for the life of me, I can Are you really? I am. I am two fifteen. Jeez, Louise, dog. But all right, so in in my defense, I was about two thirty, <laughs> probably about two years ago. So, okay. but I I'm eating better and I'm exercising on a daily basis. Almost, I just don't know what it is. How can I get rid of that fifteen pounds? Maybe someone out there can help yeah. me. That should actually be a top five, top five um, weight top. loss tips for Don. <laughs> We'll consider that one later. Uh, well, you know, well, you know what my, well, you know what my, my, I guess, uh, weakness is. You sweetness. love to eat. Well, I absolutely yes, you're right. I absolutely love to eat, but yes, sweets are are a killer, and I absolutely love to eat everything. And so, and when you say workout, you walk, which is not workout. Well, I run, I I jog, and I also um, I ride the I ride the stationary bike twenty minutes every morning. <laughs> do my th- do my four miles every morning be good all right this is not the don callahan weight loss podcast so we will move on okay so check out that article it's on the front page it'll probably be in the on the message board by the time this podcast is released but i mean that's it for 24 7 for the 2020 class with these final rankings there'll be some movement with the bottom group uh but nothing significant uh but it's good to see some players get another star especially some underranked players cedric gray Caden Baker, and we always thought Conley was going to be um, a, a top top guy, and he is. And it just shows the influence Don has over the national rankings. Important to consider that moving forward. Anything else? No, I just want to say I don't okay. have this huge influence like you like you said. I just think it took took a little time 
but some of the evaluators finally saw what I was seeing in, in these guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Now it's time to talk about Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. They are our podcast sponsor, and they help us put together this podcast to so support them, and you support us, and you get this great content throughout the whole Inside Carolina podcast network. They have a location right on Franklin Street. It's easy to access when you're here for a game in town, driving through. If you're going to buy UNC apparel, make sure it's through Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, their online website. For all Inside Carolina Premium subscribers, you can find the 10% off discount code on the message boards. So if you're buying a big purchase, that 10% off can really help get your sweatshirts, hats, shirts. It's always going to be if you need a gift. Just go in there and find something for your friends or family. Giant T-Shirt's the place to go. We love they support us. We appreciate them, and we want you to support them. So if you're going to buy something, you know, every year you get something new, make sure it's through giantteacher.com. We want to support the local, locally owned small businesses. That's always important to us. Right on Franklin Street with the best customer service, Johnny T-Shirt and giantteacher.com. That might be my best uh, live read I've done, Dom. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I agree. Let's, yeah, let's roll. Let's do yeah. it. Okay, next topic is Power Eccles, the 20... 21 linebacker committed to the Tar Heels on Saturday during UNC's junior day. Um, 6-1, pulling up his profile right now. Uh, inside linebacker from Vance High School, 6-1-206. He is ranked 210 in the composite rankings, number seven inside linebacker nationally, number 11 uh, in-state prospect. He joins. He's number three commitment for UNC in this class. Um, Don, let's start with his recruitment, and what happened to kind of make him commit um, on Saturday? So uh, the, I guess the main, I guess the turning point for his recruitment happened back in, I believe it was November, when he was basically ready to commit to Clemson. His dad, who lives in Arizona, who plays Brian Eccles, who played in the NFL, um, he is a... Um, I think an athletic director or some sort of administrator at a school in Arizona. Came into town, came to Charlotte with the goal of both um, Power Eccles and his dad visiting Clemson and committing. Clemson, who received a commitment from a, a linebacker very similar to him, I guess I guess it was about a month or so prior to that, decided, hey, we aren't ready to or we don't want to take a commitment from Power Eccles. Basically... I guess uninvited Eccles for that weekend. I don't know exactly how you know it went down detail wise, but um, you know, as as you can expect, you know the Eccles family weren't too happy about that, and um, so not wanting to waste a weekend and wanting to see some football, they went and visit North Carolina for the UNC Duke basketball game, and it completely just blew uh, Powers and his in his father's mind, and that kind of set the stage for what happened this past weekend. Um, what, you know, I actually uh, posted the Q and a with um, power Eccles uh, this morning, Wednesday morning. So check it out for, for the details. Um, so he goes into why he, he, I guess, finally decided to commit because he came out of that visit, that November visit, to North Carolina claiming UNC as his leader. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that, that was kind of the circumstances and, he actually committed last week, about a week ago, but wanted to do it at the game, at the junior day with the other recruits and with the with the coaches around, officially kind of do it, kind of put it out there and let the world know. Did you know he committed a week ago? I did. <laughs> okay, I nice. did. Well, so so we were prepared, but you know, with situations like this, um and and power is somewhat he's a different he's a different personality really really nice kid hardworking kid um so it's not like a bad thing just you're a little bit different you know so you you always kind of and and there you you know this ross you've been you've covered recruiting there are situations where you know kids going to commit this weekend and then nothing happens so so you're always kind of wondering what uh you know if it's going to actually happen so yeah so we were prepared for it um and we were aware of it and and of course we we always allow the kid to kind of have his sunshine. So, so we waited for him to tweet it out before we reported anything. There you have it. Um, okay. What does he bring to, I mean, what's he bring as a player? I mean, I've read some stuff and people seem to be raving about what he can bring. 
Yeah, so uh, I think you're going going to like this. Uh, he is a heat se- heat seeking missile. <laughs> His film is actually yeah. You know, there's some film where you watch and you're like, all right, it's a good player, you know, and and you kind of yawn while you're watching the film. Um, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but there are some films that just um, you really they pop for for a term that inside Carolina subscribers will appreciate. You just like watching. You're watching it and you're enjoying it because there's a lot of um, excitement a lot of hitting and that's exactly what you get at power echoes when you throw on his film i mean he's just zooming into the ball carrier and just delivers a huge blow it seems like play after play after play and you're talking about a team that plays in the highest classification that north carolina the state of north carolina has to offer he's doing it against teams like richmond county that went undefeated until they lost to vans um, and, and a bunch of other Charlotte area schools that are that have tons of talent, and he's just blowing through the offense straight to the ball carrier. I mean, he's he's one of those guys, and you say, okay, get the ball carrier, and he gets him and knocks him out. Stuff. Good analysis. Glad to have him on board. Power Eccles, great name. You know, all all name team will join join Storm Duck, in the UNC defense um, next year. Yeah. All right, well, Power Eccles. And the other thing I just want to point out too, and I probably should have mentioned this, is that uh, he, you know, Vance High School, the high school he plays at, won the, won the state championship in the highest classification. They were led by their defense. They didn't have much of an offense. Actually, they didn't have much of an offense the past two years. Their defense has been their thing. A ton of really talented players on their defense. He has been the leader of that defense and the best player on that defense for the past couple of years. And I think that kind of shows you just what type of uh, talent he has. Okay, good stuff. Um, all right, Power Eccles, anything else to add? I think it's about it. He joins – does he become the highest-ranked guy in that class for UNC so far? I, ooh, good question, up. Ross. Yeah, he is. Uh, so, Power Eccles, Dontavious Nash, and Caleb Hood, all in-state guys, um, all kind of close to Charlotte. I don't know, is Richmond – Richmond's not that close to Charlotte. It's, it's, it's – I mean, it's not far. Yeah. Uh, but all three in-state guys, so you're starting to get that momentum with some in-state recruits, and we're going to move on now. Um, well, actually, we're going to talk about Junior Day first. Um, junior Day, just get briefly, your kind of takeaway, what you thought, what you heard about a, a pretty massive recruiting day for the Tar Heels last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we talked about the Power Eccles um, commitment, and that was kind of the highlight of it, but... Um, Getting a lot of those guys on campus for a basketball game, a basketball game where North Carolina won, uh, which is kind of strange to say, was huge. Um, had a lot of really good players there that, that are high on UNC's list. You know, um, we, we've posted some stories on, on some of those uh, visitors earlier this week. We'll continue to post more today, tomorrow, next week. Uh, there's also a junior, another junior day, very similar junior day this, this weekend. Um, so we'll have a bunch of updates. Everything has been very positive from everyone I've spoken to, and it seems like North Carolina has made a strong impression for those who actually were in attendance. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we saw him walk in, um, and then Mac Brown brought the team out at halftime with his Letterman's jacket on, and they were honored for winning the Military Bowl. Um, is there anything coming out of this junior day that we should expect or anything? I don't think – I think if anything was going to come out of it as far as like a commitment or – yeah or anything like that, it, it has been done already. But I think that UNC has furthered its its progress with guys like Ra Ra Dilworth and uh, Camaro Edmonds and, um, you know, it's, uh, Tamar, uh, Tamir Brown, um, Bryson Nesbitt, you know, uh, Keyshawn Silver. I mean, all these guys who are on campus, North Carolina definitely made a positive impression on and, and, and should. I mean, a lot of these things that people get, I think, disappointed when there's not a commitment but as long as you're moving forward with these recruits that's what you want you want to move forward and in reality you probably don't want them to commit i mean you want them to commit when they're ready i mean power echoes you don't say okay power wait you don't do that but i think what you want to do is you want to kind of build momentum with the recruit and have them commit um you know in in, in a month or two so that way you're not basically playing defense for the entire year you know, yeah. give it a little bit of time to kind of have that romance and the honeymoon stage and all that sort of stuff. Jeez, you, what a way to describe it. Um, okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about 
maybe which 2021 prospect will commit next and the group think around the insane prospects during this cycle. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey i'm brett podolsky co-founder of the farmer's dog we make fresh food for dogs we started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog jada when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh whole food the farmer's dog food isn't fancy it's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs it's better for them and easier for you get 50 percent off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast that's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast and we're back. Don, I teased uh, a little bit there. Is there a couple guys that you think are going to be the next to pop? Any insight there that you, you just think the, the momentum is leading strong? Because you probably UNC probably should get a couple more commitments before things shut down for the, the dead period, correct? Yeah. Um, well, the or, dead period actually starts this weekend. So I... I I don't anticipate anyone committing before then. Uh, maybe someone during the dead period. It's just a weird time right now with uh, with the calendar. But yes, we're going to so, see some right. soon. Wait, so one thing is there not a junior day for the Duke game? There is not. So there's no there's no contact after February first. Yeah, uh, after February third. February third. I off the this is off the top of my head, which is Monday, is starts a, the dead period, which is not common usually well i'm sorry usually that first week of the um that includes signing day that's usually a dead period but what they've done this year is made the entire month of of february starting on this coming monday a dead period so contact can continue meaning phone calls and you know text messages and that sort of thing but no visits Uh, colleges can't visit recruits and recruits can't visit colleges during during the month of february Coaches will go on vacation, things like that. Yeah, they'll go on vacation. I'm sure they'll be. Well, the thing is, is like I, yeah, I talked to a couple of um, different sources and kind of asked what's, what's going to go on. And they're like, well, probably just kind of relax. But a lot of them are still going to be in the office and still going to be doing things, you know, in preparation for spring ball and recruiting and everything. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be something that I think a lot of coaches are going to try to figure out what to do because they're not used to having this month free. Gotcha. Um, okay, so uh, back to my question. I mean, is there any kind of guys you think the momentum that you can talk about, that the momentum is leading UNC's way and you should expect a commitment maybe in the next couple months? Yeah, so there's a couple guys I've mentioned on the weekly scoop underneath the strong vibe section. Um, I'll give you one just because I don't want to give away all of it. Uh, Tamir Brown is a guy I just mentioned. He actually went to the the um, the junior day, as I mentioned, um, this uh, this past Saturday. And he's a quarterback that Jay Bateman has been really high on for a very long time. He, he came out with a top 10 a couple weeks ago, but really his list of schools that he's considering is very, very small. And I wouldn't be surprised if he basically is at the point of, okay, I want to, I want to go to North Carolina. Um, I just want to make sure 
that this is the right decision. I want to think about it for a long period of time. I want to talk to my parents about it. I want to talk to my coaches, all this sort of stuff. And then eventually when he's ready, he's going to do it. He's going to be one of those things where it just kind of happens out of nowhere, I assume. I don't. He's not a type of kid who wants the, the attention, not going to – I would assume he's not going to do a, a press conference or anything like that. But he would be, I guess, a name I, I'll throw out there for everybody. And the other thing, too, is that as of right now, he believes he's finished taking recruiting trips. Um, that obviously could change, but that's a good sign to, to kind of point to that he is getting towards the end of uh, his recruitment. All right. And just to kind of tease the, the scoop again, if you are not a premium subscriber, there's tons of info in Don Callahan's weekly scoop. And there's a note this week about Elijah Burris, a 2020 uh, commitment who did not sign with UNC in the uh, December signing period. And there is some questions about whether he will be able to sign in February. So that's a tease. We'll let you go figure out what it is, but definitely some uh, issues with his um, ability to sign with UNC. And that's just one player. That's another scholarship. And that's a, a player that has been a long time commitment for UNC in the 2020 class. Good right job. Now. Yeah. Good job. All right. We, uh, we we talked about teasing that. Okay, and then finally, my my um, my thought on the twenty twenty one class is I kind of wrote about it is how they're operating together. That impromptu junior day two weeks ago, um, some of the guys are pretty close. They travel together. Have you seen that more? And did you see that kind of during during the junior day? And do you think you know one or two players could commit and it could create kind of a waterfall? Uh, type deal where you know you get a couple guys and all of a sudden you're getting more and more guys because they want to play together. Is that turning out from what you can tell to be the case for this 2021 in-state class? Yeah, I think that we are we are headed in that direction. I don't think we're there yet. If you look at the commits that UNC has so far, Nash obviously committed last summer, um, so that really uh, you know he's he's going to have an impact as far as because he's an in-state guy. I don't think that Hood and Power Eccles really affected each other because, one, they, they aren't super, super, super close. Um, but I think what you're going to see is it's starting to slowly kind of get momentum. You see the situation, and we talked about in the last podcast, where a bunch of guys went to a photo shoot and then went to NC State's Junior Day, and then the decision somehow or another was made to for them all to eventually end up in Chapel Hill to for a – de facto junior day and prompto um, junior day. Uh, I actually have a story coming out with uh, Keyshawn Silver who breaks it down even further of what kind of happened with the um, with that decision with, with, among the conversations and everything like that. So we're seeing it. I don't think we have gotten to it yet, but I think we're seeing it for sure. Are there a group of names that, you know, you think will kind of commit together? I don't you tell us. I don't think we're going to see like two or three guys commit on one day because one of them commits. I think what we're going to see is one guy commits a few days later, maybe a week later, maybe a couple weeks later. Another guy commits also because he saw that he committed. Not that he was making the decision off of the first guy, but because he's like, all right, this it was it was, I guess, the straw that kind of you know, broke the camel's back in a good way um, to kind of push him to commit. I think we're going to see situations like that because last year, you know, for example, you know, uh, Kedrick Bigley-Jones, he was going to make the decision by himself regardless of what anybody else did. But when he saw that Miles Murphy committed to North Carolina, that kind of made him feel a little bit more comfortable about making his decision to commit to North Carolina. And, you know, Des Evans wasn't, wasn't affected by any of the guys before him, but it was nice to, for him to see these it, these other big time players from the state commit because it kind of felt like, all right, it's it's okay to commit. Um, and I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Gavin Blackwell. Uh, I think it was Gavin Blackwell who had a really interesting quote because I think a lot of this stuff, the the origin of a lot of this is Sam Howe and. Um, Gavin's quote was something along the lines that when Sam Howe commits North Carolina, he made it cool to commit to North Carolina. And that's what a lot of these guys are, the tradition that a lot of these guys are continuing is, you know, with, with the Kedrick Bickley Jones, 
Miles Murphy says it's cool too. So it's cool for me to do it, even though that was what he was going to do. And Desmond Evans is like, all right, these other guys think it's cool. So it's, so it's cool for me to do it too. And just continuing with that. And I think that's going to continue with this class. Awesome. Um, okay. I think that's about it. I mean, uh, lots of covered there with the rankings, with power Eccles, the junior day <laughs> and a little insight and some good interesting insight there from, from how Don Callahan thinks the 2021 class could go. We'll stay tuned to that. It seems like there might not be any commitments the next month or so, but things ramp up here in the spring and definitely in um, June and stuff, especially with the ability for prospects to take official visits earlier this year. Uh, time to jump into the top five. What do you think, Don? I am excited to get in top five. What's our next one? Yeah, we, we should do that at the top of the show, but uh, we're going to go back to football. We're going to do the top five UNC games for football that you're most excited about um, for the upcoming season. So let me read through the schedule here. We'll get some initial takes by Don on it. So that, that was released. Is it last week? Things are running together. Yes. But, last week, uh, last week, last week or so the 2020 football schedule was released and now we have the order. So you can kind of look at the games and where they play out with the schedule, home games, away games, and you can give us your opinion on what games you're most ex- you personally are most excited to attend. All right, at UCF on a Friday, I believe. At or sorry, Auburn in Atlanta for the Chick-fil-A thing on a Saturday. Then you have home versus JMU, home versus Georgia Tech, at Virginia in the first game of October. Then home versus Virginia Tech, at Duke, at Miami. And then UConn is the first game in November. So there's a stretch there. I think it's the toughest stretch. You have Georgia Tech, UVA, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Miami, all coastal games, all in a row. Um, and three of those are away. I think that's the most the critical stretch for UNC. Yeah, so uh, UConn on November 7th, home versus Pitt at BC at end of November. So it's going to be a cold game there. And home versus NC State on a Friday. And Mac Brown's pushing to make that NC State game on the Friday after Thanksgiving, a afternoon game, so it won't conflict with high school football. Any thoughts, Don? Yeah, I always focus on the home games just because that's the games where recruits are going to visit, um, obviously. Um, and the home slate, I just, other than maybe the Virginia Tech game um, in October, I don't I don't know if it's all that appealing, um, to be honest, because you have the, the, home, the home slate. Yeah, the home slate, uh, because you have the NC State game on a Friday, on Black Friday, when, as you mentioned, you know, there's there's high school games. And even if you move it up to the afternoon, you still have it. It's it's if someone is playing that night, that Friday night, they're not going to UNC game. Their coaches aren't going to allow that. So bad for recruiting. Yeah. So it's not good for recruiting. So you basically kind of X that one out. Um, You know, UNC Pitt, you know, maybe it's a good game. But as far as like you know, I guess pulling recruits, it's not all that appealing. Yeah. As I said, Virginia tech's appealing JMU, Georgia tech, two other games that aren't going to be super appealing. So I feel like from a recruiting standpoint, the home slate is, is just not that great. There you have it. I mean, um, yeah, Virginia tech, Georgia tech Pitt, Yeah. NC state. I mean, I think if, I mean, if UNC is cruising to some wins and state game will be big again, it's a rival. So that should be interesting. Okay. We'll let y'all think about it. Send us your top five to Don on Don's Twitter, email, or on private message through um, Inside Carolina. Do not post these on the board. You don't want to reveal your top five to everybody. Try to <laughs> it, post these on the board. That really makes Ross. That makes Ross mad. That really yes. makes Ross mad. We want conversation on the message board thread to be about the topics discussed in the the football topics discussed in the podcast, not people just laying out the top five for everybody to read. Um, but do what you want to do. I'm not going to tell you what, how exactly to do it. Okay. Top five cereals. Let's, uh, we'll read a couple here from our loyal submitters and then Don and I provide our top five. We'll get Don's takes on cereals. Cause again, this is a sweet food. We know how Don likes sweet food. All right, I'll start ready, Don. All right, go for it. Dale from Waxall. I'm gonna do reverse order. <laughs> I like how people gave like little comments on each one. All right. Dale from, <laughs> sorry, Dale Wax. Dale from Waxhall, or is his name Dale Waxhall? Not sure. He's from Waxhall. He's a regular contributor. Yeah, the way it's written, which is probably your fault, it reads differently. All right, five Apple Jacks. 
best when you let them soak in the milk. Four, frosted mini wheats. Again, healthy. Three, raisin bran crunch. Makes me feel like I'm eating healthy. Two, cinnamon toast crunch. My kids eat these and they're extremely addictive. And one, frosted flakes. A favorite cereal as a kid that remind that has remained my favorite as an adult. Good stuff. I love the I love the breakdown. I love the breakdown. All right, so I'm going to go to another frequent contributor, John from Charleston. So uh, his I'm going to go in reverse order. His uh, number five, chocolate cinnamon toast crunch. I've never I've had cinnamon toast crunch, but never chocolate. He said new, and if I'm being honest. My my real number one, eat it straight out of the bag or milk. It's impressive. Okay, I'm going to have to try that. See, I'm learning stuff. Yeah, that's not good. Chocolate cinnamon toast crunch. Yes, very interesting. Okay, number four, fruity pebbles. Number three, cookie crisp. Number two, cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, (laughs) so he likes it both ways. And number one, raisin bran crunch. Add extra raisins. (laughs) That's Do you think it's okay to add extra raisins to... Raisin Bran or Raisin Bran Crunch? Is it okay? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's... I guess. Kind of, okay. And then he wrote on that one. He said, he said, that's for adult me. It's not really my real favorite. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Ethan from Lake Norman. Number five, Honeycomb. Ooh, new one. Four, Apple Jacks. It's like Fruit Loops, but better. Three Reese's Puffs, two Honey Nut Cheerios, OG, and number one Cinnamon Toast Crunch with soft serve of vanilla ice cream instead of milk. Don't knock it till you try it. Wow! All right. See, God, this is so educational. People who are listening, who has are... soft serve ice cream in their house, though? This is that's true. Ethan that's true. from Lake Norman has a soft serve machine in his house. I don't know. Lake uh, Lake Norman, there's some. Um... Expensive living there. Have you ever driven through there? All right. Uh, I guess when you know you live on the lakes, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jake from. Oh, we're going. To, we're going to read all of them. I don't know. Go read which one you lead. Okay, I'm gonna go with um, Brent from Arizona, Gilbert, Arizona. Number five, Cookie Crisp. Number four, Rice Krispies. Simply j- yet. Simple yet delicious. I've never been a fan of Rice Krispies, to be honest. Uh, number three, Honey Graham O's, growing up throwback. Number two, Honey Nut Cheerios. He has a toddler, and uh, if you have one, you can't have enough on hand. This is true. Uh, and number one, th- that's actually good information for Ross, for when we have Ross Jr. walking around, right? When, yeah, when is God Ross willing. Jr. coming? Uh, not in the next two to three years. Wow. Plan to get married first. Long time to wait. Long time to wait. All right. Number one, cinnamon toast crunch with milk, dry or crumbled for ice cream topping. Yeah. Okay. Cinnamon toast crunch is becoming a favorite and I'll agree. Rice Krispies is, is a very boring. There's just nothing to it. Yeah. And I know cocoa um, Krispies is different. Yes. Because you have the chocolate. But I know a lot of people will add the sugar, add sugar to it, and I feel like, like shouldn't shouldn't Rice Krispies like those little elves shouldn't they add the sugar to it for us? Like, why do we have to add it? It's like an extra step, extra unnecessary step. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I was trying to find my top five. I, I can't find them. I, I did this a long time ago. Okay, um, I'll go back and order. Uh, Mike from Rollsville, North Carolina. Five, cornflakes with bananas. Wow. Four, Apple Jacks. Three, banana nut crunch. Two, Captain Crunch, crunch berries. And number one, honey bunches of oats. This guy's a big crunch guy and a big banana guy. Well, I am I'm glad that he, I guess, specified and said crunch berries because Captain Crunch to me, I don't know if it's crunch berries or I don't know if it's peanut butter crunch because there's a difference. They're both good, but there's a difference. Um, so, okay. all right, I am going to go with Jake from Salisbury. Uh, number five, Raisin Bran Crunch. Number four, Grape Nuts. Not a fan of that. Number three, Golden <laughs> Grams. Number two, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And number one, Cascade Farms Organic Granola. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, I've had some 
granola cereals that I couldn't tell you what the brand or anything like that ha- that have been really good. They're usually expensive yeah. though. I my mom organic? my mom sent me or for Christmas she gave me a big thing of homemade granola. Was eat, it good? I mean it's good. I kind of grew up on it, but it's like this um it's got like a little bit of coconut flakes, got regular granola stuff, it's got some dried blueberries. It's pretty good. Okay, you want to do ours? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I lost my list, so I have to, I'm kind of been making it up as I go along. Okay. Why don't you start? Or do your top. Do all your top all right. five. Do all my top five. Yeah. All right. So this was very difficult for me because even though I have, as part of my trimming down that we mentioned earlier in the podcast, I have cut out cereal out of my diet. Okay. Mm. The only time I will have it, which is very rarely, is for like a um, like a dessert sort of thing. Don't have in the morning. I used to have every morning at least one bowl, maybe two, if I was feeling a little froggy. But now I've switched to oatmeal, which is better for my heart. Anyway, so this is very difficult for me. So my number, my number five, fruity pebbles. I just, I don't know what it is. You, when you're eating it, all the different colors come together with each spoonful, and it's just, it's just a cornucopia of of love. I don't know. Um, Number four, number four, cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, it's it really tastes like a, a lot of people mention adding it to ice cream. It, it it's it's definitely like a dessert. It really is. So that's makes it so delicious. Um, I also have for my number three have uh, raisin bran crunch. As uh, I can't remember who it was mentioned, it does make you feel like you're eating somewhat healthy, um, but still it's still good. That's one of those cereals where I can have like five bowls. And, and I mean, obviously later I don't feel so good. Number two, Frosted Mini Wheats is, is one I like. But you got to make sure that you get the actual um, – you can't you have to get the name brand of Frosted Mini Wheats. You can't get the generic because I feel like they don't put enough the Frosted on the, uh, on the Mini Wheats. And for my number one – so I have a 1A, 1B because they're very similar. <laughs> peanut butter captain crunch and reese's peanut butter mm. puffs so i grew mm. up on my, my favorite growing up was peanut butter captain crunch and i guess because i'm old i remember when reese's peanut butter puffs came out and so basically what happened for me was when my mom or whoever said what cereal do you want me to buy from the store i would always say peanut butter captain crunch but that changed once Reese's peanut butter puffs came out. But I felt like I needed to play, pay homage to, you know, peanut butter Captain Crunch and mention them um, in kind of, I guess, like a retirement sort of ceremony, you know, um, situation. So those are my top five. Any thoughts on my top five? I'm curious. Um, you know that Raisin Bran has a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, I just think, I think that has, I think it has just as much as any other as any other sugar cereal. I'm looking at some nutritional facts right now, actually. That's that's weird that you're looking up nutritional facts. It like confused. Well, I just googled it. It confused. I think it. I mean, it has uh, 18 grams of sugar. Well, um, yeah, because I I think that. And, and are you looking up just regular raisin bran, or are you looking at raisin bran crunch? Raisin bran. Because I'm I'm assuming raisin bran crunch has more sugar, okay. even more sugar than that. But I think it confuses people because you have raisins, and then you have those. Yeah. You know, flakes. You assume it's all yeah. healthy, but yeah, I know. Okay. Um, all right. I have six listed, so I'm gonna have to cut one. And I, see, I'm, it's I'm hard. Really str- I'm really struggling. Struggling. Okay. I'm gonna give you my. I'm gonna give two fives because I'm. I'm not huge on in either of them, but I do like them. But I, they don't deserve to be top. I don't deserve to have two number ones. I'm gonna do, give you two number fives. Five A, five B. Golden Grams. Okay. And Lucky Charms. No Ooh. one mentioned Lucky Charms. Ooh, Lucky Charms. No, well, so Lucky Charms. How do you eat Lucky Charms? Just like normally? Uh, when I was a child, I mean, first of all, sugar cereals were not allowed in my house growing up. Wow. But I have to go to friends' houses or at camps. I remember going to some sport camps where you go to the dining hall, and the dining halls at the colleges they have the unlimited cereals, um, kind of buffet style, and so and then different different camps and different like stay away stuff. You get the cereals. So I mean, I. Lucky Charm. My mom would never have gotten Lucky Charms or any of these cereals. Well, so, but how do you, um, so how do you eat it? I, yeah, I eat I eat all the regular ones and then save the marshmallows. And eat That's the, exactly the what I would do. 
And I would almost, and I'd always, when I'm doing that, I would always dream of one day owning a cereal company and I would just have only marshmallows in there. It almost like, but the, but the regular cereal parts almost kind of make you appreciate the marshmallows more. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Um, The marshmallows are so good. And you collect all the different kind of um, little charms, the rainbow. I know you're a big rainbow guy. You probably like the pot of gold a little bit too. So, well, um, all right, number. On, they kept on adding like a new one, even though it didn't change the flavor. They added a new, I guess, little marshmallow every so often to, I guess, keep it fresh and new. Yeah, got to catch them all, right? Or, or got to get my lucky charms. All right, number four, Fruit Loops. Those are good, man. And then. Um, Number three, Frosted Flakes. I, I love Frosted Flakes. I would say the milk of Frosted Flakes is the best part. When all the sugar gets into the milk, those things are loaded with sugar. And then Cocoa Krispies. Actually, the top three have great milk uh, when, when the milk uh, settles down. Cocoa Krispies, you get the chocolate milk after. It's delicious. Um, and then number one is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, mm. I think that's a – it sounds like that's a podcast – favorite for our whole podcast that was the number one for a lot of people who submitted uh cinnamon toast crunch yeah yeah i like it. I, this, I would say this is also a treat for me i mean i rarely eat cereals because i'm an adult but <laughs> when i do i mean i occasionally will we'll go to walmart and see one of these and buy them but um i eat granola i actually have some um some frosted mini wheats uh, a trader joe's frosted mini wheats right now all right that's gonna be it for us it was a pretty good podcast, Don. Good job. Anything Thank you, you want to add? Uh, the, I, guess, no, I don't know. I, think, I guess I, I guess during the uh, signing day, or sorry, sorry, we'll have the signing day will be next week, right? Wednesday, the, the, la- the oh, final yeah. signing day. You know, I keep on forgetting about that, even though I'm probably the last person to forget about it. Will you be at the signing day party? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mentioned that. There's a signing day party. I believe it's at noon at, oh, what's that place called? Oak Tavern? No, um... God, uh, uh, now I can't remember it. Um, it's in yeah, Carborough. Um, yeah, it's right there. Hickory Carborough Tavern. By the hotel. Hickory Tavern. Hickory Tavern. I knew it was a tree. Hickory Tavern. We've been going there the last couple years, so I believe it's at noon. Check the message board, but it's Bucks kind of deal. Um, anybody's welcome who is involved with Inside Carolina. So that is going to be a little celebration. I believe Don is going to hold kind of like a Q and A, right? Yeah, I. I although I don't really know. The only reason why I know this is because I've read it on Buck's post. But other than that, I mean, I know nothing about it. Do you need me to host that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's make it. Let's let's improve it. Just like this this podcast was improved by the fact that you planned it out and had some great ideas for each segment. We need to do the same thing for the uh, the Q and A. You can be the MC. There you go. We'll see what happens. So, you know, who knows? We do podcasts next week. And during, during the dead period, I mean, it might be slim pickings for information. But there, if there is news, we will bring you a podcast. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.